You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about presenting like a professional. 14 presentation tips that will help you to become a better presenter. Presentation is one of these topics which is really important and you can never stop learning and becoming a better presenter over time. There's even people like Steve Jobs who continued and continued to learn and improve their presentation skills so that they can develop, uh, deliver really world-class presentations. Or think about all the great TED Talks that you may have seen. These people have practiced, practiced and practiced. And there's a couple of really, really nice tips that we will dive in today. So stay tuned for this. If you love this content, then maybe you also love the content that I'm sharing on LinkedIn. So follow me there and join the Effective Statistician LinkedIn group. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. This time it's again Benjamin and myself. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi Alexander, well, very well. It's uh, morning, so quite unusual still uh, it feels, but um, yeah. Very yeah, good. after so many episodes that we recorded in the evening, now it's now it's a morning yeah. morning thing. That is, but it's it's quite nice. It's it's a, a different, um, yeah, different feeling. A little bit more energy in the mornings and then in the evening. It's in the evening. It was more relaxed. That, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So today we are talking about uh, presentations. I think that's a really, really important thing, and um, all of us need to present. Um, more or less often, and and I think the more you progress in your career, the more you're, uh, the more often you're presenting. Um, so I think it's a really, really important thing. If you think uh, about your, if you think about your last presentation, what was that? To be honest, I I haven't I haven't done like a like a big presentation for quite a while. Um, mm. So it's it's more the um, the online presentation that you know I've presented quite a bit. So where where you needed to prepare for a little topic, but not as a like a single and standalone presentation. So I'm to be honest, it's for for me uh, today. It's quite interesting to see because I I've experienced you probably more often as a speaker than uh, than myself. Um, and, and <laughs> so and, but, you know, for for me, it's more you know it's more the point of you know when I when I go into a presentation. It's more that I'm quite 
you know, criticizing uh, people mm -hmm. easily in, in terms of, you know, what went wrong uh, in many ways. So um, it's more that the, the point of, um, you know, watching them or listening to a presentation where I think, well, you know, boring, you know, <laughs> you know, get started, you know, what's your point? And, and so, so that's, that's quite an interesting topic. But for me, actually, um, I haven't, I just remember one long presentation for where I joined like an, an investigator meeting uh, years ago in Barcelona, I think it was. And, you know, you came up and stand, stood up there and, and was suddenly you just experienced the microphone and, you know, the different sound and then you, you listen to yourself over the microphone or over the speakers. And it was quite weird. So um, after all, I didn't, I didn't really concentrate on, on the, um, on any, anything that I, kind of um, planned to do for this presentation so um at the end was my, my one big well, my, my first very big experience of uh, uh of um, having a or having a speech and um that didn't go wrong it didn't go well i mean that was quite yeah. um, embarrassing after all yeah yeah i i think presentations um It's really a skill you need to, to learn. And I think you can learn it a couple of different ways. Actually, like you said, watching others and, and seeing what they do and what kind of effect it has, whether it's a positive or a negative. Um, and, and reflecting on that is a really good thing. The other is, of course, uh, reading about books and listening to this podcast and, and yep. you know, this type of, of learning experience. But I think the most important learning experience is really doing it and practicing it. So, so that's, that's how I learned a lot about it. But of course, you need to have some background knowledge in terms of what you need to look for and, and what are kind of the things that um, you can have an eye on where are the different things you can improve. And uh, so today we want to talk a little bit about these things that can help you stand out from the crowd because I think there are far more bad presenters than good presenters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's true. I think, you know, for, I mean, there, there are just talents, the people that naturally like presenters and they just, you know, when they were born, they basically started to present themselves and th that's something different, but you know, usually uh, that's not the case. So that's why what, what we want to try today is to give you guidance of, uh, you know, some thoughts that you should do before starting your presentation so kind of how to prepare and what, what to what to consider and then you know as as, as you said um, you know the uh, it's just all about practicing yeah yeah it's, it's really about practicing that's that is really important okay so we have 14 presentation tips uh, some uh, short some long that we want to go through today and the first tip And that's really, really important one is like for every communication, be clear on what you want to achieve. Be clear on your goals is really important. Yeah, not, not only for yourself. I mean, the whole presentation should be clear, you know, on what, what you would like to achieve, but it's also, you have to, you have to make sure that the audience is getting the goal. So they understand yeah. what you're aiming at. 
So if you then yeah. suddenly have a, you know, a surprisingly turnaround at the end of the story, then everyone is just lost. Um, so really it needed to be clear. There needed to be a line, something that you can, would like to achieve at the end of the, uh, with, with the whole presentation. Yeah, especially if you, for example, present to more senior management, it really helps to start and saying, okay, this presentation is here to make sure that we get to this decision. Or this presentation is to update you about the recent findings from that study. Or this presentation is to give you uh, three alternatives to go with the study design and, and what our recommendation is and then get approval for that. Uh, so to be really clear about kind of what, what you want to achieve. And if you present, for example, in a, um, at a conference, what do you want to have as a key takeaway? for for the audience if you can nail that down into maybe just three points that would be really great that that helps a lot yeah I, uh, that's that's true and it's also it's not necessarily i mean sometimes you're you're able to put this in the title kind of the the topic so you know the three options we have or whatsoever so it's kind of the but not necessarily the title is the the key thing to um you know you have to also name it i think that's that's important as well to just you know take take the audience with you with a very you know with the first sentence saying so what you would like to achieve not only the, don't don't lean on the title only yeah yeah completely agree okay the second uh tip is to have a strong start so at the beginning of your presentation, the you get you give the first impression to the audience, and the first impression, like the proverb says, is really really important. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's not it's not the introduction about yourself. No, no, no. Just like. <laughs> Don't start with, you know, I'm, you know, and I'm 16 years in the industry and I've done this and this and this. I'm a great guy. Listen to me. Nobody will listen to that. Yeah. So that's, that's a boring stuff. So make it, make it different. I mean, you have to introduce yourself at some point, but it's not the way to start with. Really start with something, you know, you really take the people with you, like with a story, with something, with an experience, with a, anything exciting that, that is, um, Short, but it should, you know, really draw the attention of the audience to towards you. And, um, and it, once you have the attention, it's just, you know, you just have to keep it. That's the only thing you need to do all, the whole presentation. Yeah. Don't start with, thank you for inviting me. I'm here to speak about. <laughs> um, no, start with something that excites the audience. Yeah, start with telling a story uh, about kind of the topics that you want to uh, speak about and that, that provides a frame that interests the, the audience. In a more technical presentation, like results about a study, you can even start with a conclusion. Yeah, so, so you can say, um, the recent phase three study had these three key findings. Finding one, finding two, finding three. Yeah. And, um, that way you directly have the audience and directly capture the audience. And if you want to introduce yourself, you can do that thereafter. 
Yeah, then you have a much stronger start into into the into the presentation. The other thing is not just with your words, but with your whole body, how you enter uh, the audience, uh, enter the, the 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 stage. That I think is also really important. Mm-hmm. And the stage can be you know standing up in a room. Or it can be a real stage in a big conference setting, something like that. Yeah, it could also be like a WebEx, like some yeah. like video conference. So even there, it's very important how to present yourself. So if you just lean back, we're holding your hands behind your uh, your head. You know, they will. Uh, who's that? Is he really talking? Or <laughs> so? And if you if you like sit upright and and really do you know look into the camera, don't look at the screen. Look at the camera. Really focus on the look into you know on the audience. So that give them the feeling that that you look out for them. And so that's a different appearance. So that is something you really need to think of before you start your presentation. Yeah, your presentation starts basically as soon as the audience can see you. I remember once I had a training for these um, GBA rehearsals, for the GBA hearings in, in Berlin, where you, as a sponsor, present about um, compounds that you want to bring on the market. And there you have it's a big pricing, reimbursement and access uh, kind of meeting. As a group, you're presenting there or you're interrogated there, so to say, and you enter this room while the committee is already sitting there. And when we had the rehearsal, one of the things that we were trained on is how to enter the room as a group. (laughs) So so that you already, you know, come across as a team being confident and you display this confidence directly from the start so that you're not fiddling around with your stuff yeah not looking nervous not looking distracted but you directly get into the room you own the room you're seen as a team and you're seen confident and you have a strong start so it's the same with with the presentation yeah so if you enter on the stage that is already the start of your presentation so Do it confidently. Get up on stage, have everything ready, and then start. No, that's that's absolutely true. I think this is, you know, also we are kind of visualizing now really big events where you have big uh, presentations. But actually, it's the same if you have a little, you know, team meeting. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the team. It's depending on your role. So if you listen to what somebody else is saying, it's not a big. But if you're the presenter for a team meeting, if you are the team leader, for example, then. You know, as soon as you are there, that's just how people receive you, how, how people see you. So, it, yeah, it's not about you know once you open your mouth and start talking. It's about you know the whole the whole setting in a small setting in a big setting. So mm-hmm. it's just just remember that. Yeah. So one one other thing you you can have, for example, look is if you look into these product presentations by Steve Jobs. Yeah. That's actually a really good uh, presenter, an awesome, outstanding presenter. And he trained and exercised all these um, presentations very, very detailed. He had a look into all these different things. And if you see how he enters the stage, how he behaves, what he does, before he even starts speaking, yeah, 
it creates this atmosphere now something special will gonna happen and uh, the audience knows that so have a think about that okay let's go to the third tip and this is speaking to ethos pathos and logos and and i'll quickly explain a little bit what what i mean by that um we often as statisticians just focus on the logical part on the logos yeah just the information the facts and things like that but there's other things that you can speak to there's the, the much more the emotional part what's in it for the audience what do they gain from that if you speak let's say at a technical conference speak to that the audience can shine with being really innovative if they do these kind of things that they can help their study teams to better understand the data. So, so speak to these kind of things. Also, Passos and Esos is also about how you carry through. So, so what is kind of your character in here? What is your identity here? And, and let that sh shine through. Yeah, so, so why should people trust you? And display that also uh, while you're presenting. Don't just focus on facts, 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 logic, 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 but focus also on the emotional part. Yeah, I think that's it's a very good point because, the yeah, as you said, the statisticians tend to be method mathematicians by heart and uh, kind of just focus on on the on the facts which is good i mean that's that's one of the um, key points why people trust yeah. us because we do focus on on data on facts on 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 things but for gaining trust to the audience and the audience is not necessarily statisticians um you know just uh, be more human less statistician sometimes <laughs> yeah it's if you want to move your audience from A to B. There's more than just facts that move them from A to B. There's also all the emotional part that uh, moves over. And if you want to learn more about that, we some time ago we had a webinar on exactly that topic. If you go to the Effective Statistician homepage, you can um, find the replay of this webinar there. So... That's, that's just as a side note. All right. The next one is um, to establish a powerful position. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned that already a little bit with, with all the, um, the prerequisites that you need. But the point really is to make the audience understood that not only that you understand what you're talking about, but that you, you have like a standing within the information that you're presenting. So really put your, putting yourself into a position where everyone trusts you with what you're saying. So really having a very powerful and strong position for yourself as a presenter. There's both that you're confident, that you know what you're presenting about. And the other thing is in terms of your body, how you stand up. So you know that you're not hiding behind something or that you're leaning against the wall or something like that, but that you're standing firmly on both feet, yeah? And you can even have the feet a little bit wider than kind of your shoulders, yeah? So that you're not standing there like five-year-old kid with um, 
legs closed and and it's kind of like your first time first day in school but but you're standing confidently there and have your arms in front of you so that you can use them for for gestures that is really important yeah also maybe just have a you know little not, i wouldn't say walk but you know you can also move if if the microphone is not you know if it's possible at least so that yeah. you just um you know be Be yourself a little bit. Don't don't um, put yourself into a very stressful and and um, tight situation on the on the stage. Yeah, actually, that is a really good point. So, so if you have more space on the stage, own it. Yeah. Don't run around all the time. No, no, no. What I've seen good presenters do is they move up to a point, then they stand there, and then they make their point. Yeah, mm -hmm. each position on the stage where they stop and speak, that's where they're making a new point. So they're giving their um, presentation a kind of a visual cue with that. Whenever they stand still, they make a conclusion or they make a final statement. Yeah, And then they tell another story, go to another point, and then... There's the next conclusion. Well, that sounds like an advanced course of, of <laughs> present. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's true. But just, yeah, as you said, own the space. So that's, that's a good... Um, yeah. yeah. The tip number five is make eye contact, which is, of course, a little bit more difficult in a virtual setting. Yeah. But, but if more people have uh, their camera on, then, then that's possible. In... Uh, in a actually, you know, in a room, in a conference setting, really look different people into the eyes, yeah? And and you can pick one person, pick the next person, pick yet another person, and with that, you can kind of scan through the whole room and and focus on different people. That way, everybody in the room will have the feelings that you talk to them personally. Yeah, and I mentioned this already with your virtual, virtual setting. You know, I, I don't know if you came into an experience where you see people and you don't really know, do they look into the camera? Do they look somewhere else? So in the, I am. the camera is usually not at the screen. And if you focus on the screen, what you're saying, then you don't look into the camera. And that is kind of confusing to people, at least for, to me. I don't know if yeah. I, I, I just always think, so when I'm, when I'm speaking, I try to look into the camera while I'm speaking. Yeah. So that yeah. really gives them the feeling that you're looking at the audience. And, um, I mean, it does mean that you, you should know what you, I mean, you don't have to read it. So what you're, what you're speaking. So maybe, uh, you have to know it by heart. But otherwise, that is kind of my virtual suggestion for making eye contact is really just make use of the camera, not focus on the screen. Yeah. I recently heard a tip that, uh, put behind the camera a picture of someone you like. And then you can look into the picture all the time, <laughs> which helps you actually with tip number six. And that is to keep smiling. Oh, yeah, you have to be friendly. I mean, that is how people receive you. So if you, if you perceive you, I mean, if you have a grumpy face and, you know, you don't look, you know, whatever your message is, they will they won't listen because it's not attracting them. Um, so smile. Yeah. Hey. You have a good message. I mean, may not be good, but at least it's it's positive attitude if you present it with a smile. And if you just listen to Benjamin, he was smiling a couple of times while he was speaking. And you can even wire the podcast, so just the audio, you get a different 
tone in the voice when you're smiling. So even if people can't see you, still smile. Yeah. It helps. It's really, really interesting how the smile even alters your voice. So keep smiling. <laughs> okay, next one is especially also for uh, for virtual settings. So when you're presenting from your desk, so to say, tip number seven is never lean back when you're sitting because that way you will get really, really kind of relaxed, slow, monotonic, boring kind of presentation styles that people will make want to fall asleep. And I've been in these presentations where, you know, there's, there's the, the presenter is just kind of talking, 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 talking for 45 minutes it's impossible to concentrate on that. Yeah. And it's just because of this body position that is so kind of laid back and relaxed. Yeah. It's also, but it's not only for, for, I mean, it's, it's very true because I think what, what we underestimate is uh, what you just mentioned with how the voice and how the, the words and the, the tone comes across when you, depending on your body language which you can't see in a virtual session without camera mm -hmm. but also nevertheless it's also important for example if you if you are in a in a room and if everyone is you know if nobody is standing up and you know it's kind of an like an open discussion or something then you don't have to stand up but if this is really a presentation um, even though they, they, they don't expect you to stand up but before you sitting and kind of relax in your chair stand up Just a little, I mean, otherwise you can't move. You can't uh, that easily make eye contact if you just have to bend over the, the table in order to, to uh, you know, see your neighbor uh, chairs and, and look into their eyes. So that's why I stand up, uh, take the space and just, just move. But don't fall into your chair, back leaning, try to attract the uh, the audience. It's not going to work. Yeah. So, For example, I'm now changed my setting at home for um, so that I can stand up while doing presentations or, for example, while recording this podcast, I'm actually standing up now, which I hope makes a little bit of a difference. Okay, let's go to tip number eight. Dress appropriately. Well, again, yes. not necessarily for video sessions, but uh, for, for um, sessions without video virtual. But um, as soon as there's a camera on, Don't come in your pajama. <laughs> yeah, but also kind of on stage. Yeah, so, so don't wear something that distracts the audience. Yeah, if you have there something that is too colorful, too kind of blinking and uh, kind of screaming colors or things like that, that usually kind of just distracts the audience. Yep. And it distracts the audience from what you want to convey. So then more think about your Mickey Mouse tie than what you're actually talking about. Really kind of think about what is a good presentation kind of background. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, very often people that, that are really good presenters They have more kind of a uniform color or something like this. They have suits that is, you know, not well fitting, but, but not exciting. Yeah. And that way you can really concentrate on what their messages and you're not distracted by what they wear. 
Yeah, it's not you know it's not about saying well you have to wear a tie or not a tie. So it's it's really about uh, first of all you have to feel comfortable with it. Yeah, uh, that's very important. So if you feel yourself overdressed, that already puts you into an awkward situation, which you should avoid. Uh, otherwise, it's difficult to concentrate on the other points. But for the audience, it doesn't matter if you're wearing like a suit or a tie and and you're you know very highly dressed, let's say, or if you're just business casual. It needs to fit into the into the whole setting. That's important. But yeah. otherwise, it it's just as as um as you just said, it it needs to be something that is not distracting. So no Mickey Mouse tie, no sandals. So things that people just, you know, look at and say that they, they will remember the Mickey Mouse tie. They won't remember what, what you just talked. Yeah. And you want to have people talk after the presentation about your content, not yeah. your outfit. <laughs> did, did you, yeah, did you listen to that guy? You're the one with the Mickey Mouse tie? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah that's, that's quite important, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the next tip is again really for the virtual setting, and that is the position of your camera. Now in this lockdown, you kind of see all kind of different camera positions, and there's so many kind of bad things that, that you see. Yes, there's a couple of things. The first is position it in such a way that the lighting is good. Yes, the light shouldn't be come completely from your background, so that your face is completely dark and you have this bright window in, in the back. Then people can't see you. Yeah, it's basically you're just in the shadow. Uh, the other thing is you sit so much in the light that, you know, your, your face just kind of is completely white. I've seen that as well. Just check how your face appears in, in the, um, in, in the light. At my home office setup, I have the light from the right side very often when, when I'm working and I bought a specific light that shines also onto my face from the left side. And that's the, that is the light that has also where you can alter the, the warmth of the light, so to say, so that it's, you know, doesn't come across as cold. And also it's such a thing that it's, it's not disturbing you. It shines into your face, but it's not disturbing. And that helps you to come across really professional. Yeah. And also that's not, that's one, one, um, aspect is the light. That's quite important. But you can easily just play around a little bit and see what's working best. I mean, you don't have to put on like professional, uh, light constructs in, in your room. It's just more about, you know, whether you maybe need to close the window shades a little bit or, or turn on the normal lights, depending on, you know, if it's yeah. sunny or not sunny outside. So, so that is something that you can test five minutes before when you just, uh, you know, start your video and, and you look at the, at the picture. But I think what the other yeah. the other point is also like where where the position of the cameras in terms of the um, in terms of the you know if it's high or low because uh, there might be quite disadvantages to you know really have a the camera above you and looking down on you so you know looking yeah yep. where you just see basically your your, uh, your top of the head the nose and then maybe the breast. I mean, seriously, that's that's something that is distracting yeah. people. Um, it's, um, and on the other hand, it's if you, if it's too low, it's really just going, you know, seeing your chin and your your chubby chin and the nose and you know looking into the nose and stuff like this. So it's very, it's sometimes very weird. I mean, you, um, 
you know, you've seen so many conferences, video conferences, and it's really, uh, you could write a book about how people behave when they they feel unattended and just laying down, you know, on the, uh, in the chair and having the camera yeah, just shining yeah. into their nose. So that's something. Yeah. And, and just kind of have your complete face yeah. on the screen. So I, I don't know how often I've been in virtual settings where I just see the upper part or the lower part of, of the face where I, I don't know. Just pay attention, yeah. yeah, to to how your camera setting is, and it's it's really easy if you have just a laptop, yes, and and you use a laptop, then put some books under it so that it's a little bit elevated, and, and therefore the the camera is on the same height as your eyes, yeah. That way you have a good kind of position of your camera, and and just just check that. And, and look how you come across because you can be the best presenter if people can't see you appropriately yeah, can't read your face yeah. yeah and you're communicating so much with your face it's really really distracting yeah, it is distracting that's the point as soon as there's something that is distracting people won't listen to what you're saying you know if you yeah. if they just see your mouth close you know op open up and your your eyes are not on the picture uh, they will just count your teeth rather than um listen to what you're <laughs> yeah 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 okay let's go to tip number 10 use pauses intentionally there is very often our urge that we need to continue to speak and speak and speak and speak and speak And then people get completely exhausted. They don't have enough air anymore to really speak. So make a point after each sentence. Yeah. And, and that way your voice goes down and you can breathe. And that helps you to have the air to go through the complete presentation and you're not talking, talking, talk, 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 and then you don't have any, any air anymore to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is really important. But also if you have a final statement, if you make a specific point, make a pause after that. That way people will more likely remember this exact yeah, point. Yeah, and you give them the chance to follow you. Because, I mean, even, you know, you prepared the, the slides, you prepared the presentation, but the people are just, they need to understand it while you're talking. So that's why give them the chance to, you know, let their brain work in, in this little pause. Just, you know, don't make it extremely long or something. Like, uh, it just pause for you to breathe for everyone to catch a, you know, like a brain breath to really get to the point what you that you just made and then continue. It's it's just important. It's just natural, actually. I mean, there are people continuing to talk, yeah, talk, yeah. talk, but no. And and actually, for you as a presenter, the pause may be may appear to be really long, yeah. yeah? But for the audience, it isn't. Yeah. So there's our wrong perception as a presenter that we kind of need to talk all the time okay let's go to tip number 11 and that is the variation of your voice you can play with your voice be louder not that loud 
quicker, get to the point, pause, soft. So it's just, you know, whatever you would like to say, not, not only your body should present it, also your voice should present it. And um, that is that is quite important. It makes it also interesting, more interesting for the audience to follow you because if you just have a very monotone voice without any movements and, and just the same speed and everything, it's everything, you know, they just fall asleep. So that's what yeah. you can do in the evening to get your kid to bed, but not for the audience. <laughs> exactly. So you can pitch your voice to do something with it. You can speak a little bit more from your body. So there's, there's these different techniques that you can use. And with that, you can emphasize certain points. You can make a story more compelling. You can bring tension into your presentation. And that helps to keep entertaining with your presentation. And it's, yeah, that's actually one of the, one of the key things is always entertain while you're presenting. So maybe as a, as a side note, if you're good with jokes, then that's always a little bit of humor is, is good. But, 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 but be careful because if you're not good with jokes, this is really, really You need to be good at it. <laughs> okay, next point. And that is especially important for bigger stages. Tip number 12 is use wide gestures to increase your word choices. It's really interesting, but there's, there's research that if you open your arms more widely if you kind of make wide gestures that helps you to have a bigger vocabulary. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not a neuroscientist, but, but there's obviously some research regarding that. So use wide gestures to make a point. And on stage, of course, that helps you to own the stage, If you're presenting from home, that helps you with your vocabulary. Yeah, don't don't worry so about the white gestures. Really I good. mean, if you're sitting next to each other and just you know slap his face by accident, that's not the point. But on, on a stage, I mean, so <laughs> if, even if you feel like you're spreading your arms to the extreme, it doesn't look like it. It's you know you're on a stage. There's there's so much plenty of space. So if you open your arms or not, I mean, if you just open it a little bit apart from your body, then nobody will even realize that you open your arms. So use it. White gestures, really put it out. And um, and any, I mean, this is now about white gestures, but what about small ones? Even small ones are, are very important for for every um, for every setting, basically. Also, if you're even not on a on a screen, so if it's just by voice, so if you just listen to you in a in a virtual setting, then you know if you use your hands, if you work with your hands, if you just you know have something to say and you move your arm with it. That supports your voice. That supports the the words that you are saying and the the way it's it's coming across. So let your body tell the audience what you're saying. So don't compress it. Don't sit there standing still and, yeah. and yeah. you know don't yeah. move. It's just really use your body to promote your words, and that will not only help you. It's just more natural anyway. Yeah. So if you're with your friends. Uh, and you tell them something, you don't stand still. So you have your arms moving, you, you know, everything is moving. And do the same. It just gives a natural touch and it, it supports the words and the sound of the words uh, coming across to the audience. Yeah. 
Of course, that goes back to uh, some things that we talked about earlier is that you need to have a good position on stage to do that. Yeah, if you have your hands tightly bent around your back, yeah, or if you kind of hold tightly to a desk or anything else or a microphone, well, you can't use that gesture. It's, it's much better if you, if you can stand freely on stage and, and uh, talk to um, your slides. And that's actually point number 13. Use visuals effectively. And here we are talking mostly about slides. I think that one of the key problems that many presentations have, people start with the slides instead of starting with what they actually want to convey, what is the story that they want to uh, tell. And then they speak to the slides and they kind of support the slide as a presenter. But it should be the other way around. The slides should support you as a presenter. The focus should be on you, not on the screen. So there is so many bad slides. Yes, I think, I don't know. My perception is 95% of the slides are really crap. And there's only 5% of slides that are really good. I don't know, but, but, but just most of the books about slides, yeah, just use some of these, yeah, like um, Nancy Duarte's Slideology or, or some kind of book about slide. Have just one look into it. Implement what you see there and, and push back on these really, really convoluted, wordy, distracting slides that people basically need to read like a document. These are presentation slides. This is not a report or a paper or an abstract or whatsoever. So presentation slides should follow a couple of key things that make them really simple. The first is have only very, very few words on them. To be honest, most of the slides that I usually present very often may just have yeah, one or two words on, on it. it. Don't make you know, yeah. and then read the sentence. Oh. <laughs> Only one exception is a quote. Yeah, so, so that, that's maybe, yeah, or maybe you have a definition or something like this. But otherwise, don't put complete sentences on it, and especially not many of them in block size. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, I mean, this is the about like, doing. Pre presentation or preparing slides that's probably you know can be a full new episode podcast episode but but it's not really podcast, i mean just make, make episode, the, yeah. as, i think the key point is really they support you so you're not supporting the slides they support you so you know give yeah. pictures overviews things that are easily to access from from you know looking uh, at it um, you know at one glance with the uh, from the audience so it's really as i said few words not much lot to say don't quote about well, if you use quotes use them but i mean don't don't read the sentences or whatever is on the slide and and look at the slides all the time and um, just give them you know pictures figures no tables yeah there's too often you see tables and then there's three columns on it and 
20 rows and in each row there's a n and a percentage and who on earth in a one minute where the presentation the slide is on on the screen can understand such a table it's you know that's just the wrong way to communicate the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense in a way if you if you want to point out an artifact and then you pre show this along, you know, maybe one column or cross column or whatsoever, and then you just show it and you present it while what the artifact is. So in in the setting, so there there are some few exceptions which which would yeah. allow it, but usually, um, you know, if it's to to underlie something that you're saying, then you know, just yeah put it on what, what, what exactly is it and then that's the point that that's the sentence that's the, the word that comes on the on the slide and not the whole thing yeah and one of my recommendation is um unfortunately the, the default in powerpoint is that bullet points come up and i think that is one of the problems that we see lots of bullet point slides the interesting thing is you can very easily get around bullet points by breaking these into different slides. Yeah, so if you have three bullet points on your, on your slide or five bullet points on your slide, make three or five slides out of it. Yeah. And then have for each of these bullet points, just the bullet point in the title. Yeah. What you want to say? And then a supporting figure or picture on the screen. And that way, you have a much more kind of engaging presentation because you have another slide, you have another visual emotional cue because pictures are really there to speak to the emotional parts that we touched on earlier. So that is really, really nice. And it also helps you to structure your presentation more, more easily. So I can highly recommend that to get rid of some of the bullet points. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, you know, just to have a little bit of variation. Mm -hmm. and, and if you want to have kind of your, maybe your three conclusions all together on a slide, that's, that's really good. But use them more sparingly, like, the, and not just use them as default and all the time. Yeah, I think in general we can say that less is more in, in many yeah. ways in the for, for slides. So I don't think that it does give you confidence if you put in all the points that you would like to say and in all the details so that you don't forget and people have this remember it maybe. But, but actually for, for an attractive presentation, um, less is more. Yeah. And, uh, so really focus on what, what you would like to say, prepare, don't put this all on the, on the slide. Yeah. It's really think like a designer and, it's a perfect design when you can't take away anything anymore. It's not like when you can't add anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we are getting to the last point, point number 14. The end. Yeah. And that is have a powerful end. So, because it's, you know, the same way when you start, they, you know, that's, that's how you present and how you draw the attention to the people. But what they remember is how you step out of the whole situation. So have a very powerful end, something that is exciting, like a story, a conclusion, anything to, to take away, like a call to action, really something. At, you know where where it doesn't so oh and here here we end oh okay that's the end <laughs> I didn't I didn't know so really put this bring it to an end to a conclusion and make a powerful end at the 
Yeah. And to be honest, I hate these thank you slides at the end. It's it's kind of I I think it's a it's a wasted opportunity because when you have the last slide and that's kind of then stays on the screen, you want to have your call to action on that. You want to have your main conclusions on it. You want to have the take home message for for the audience and not thank you. It's that's boring, really. Make sure that your last slide is a conclusion. Actually, when I'm doing um, uh, presentations in a session, it's really nice to have the last presentation there because then your last slide stays on the screen for the whole Q&A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can really drive well, home your, your message. <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't say thank yeah. you. Because then they don't even know who said thank you. No, it's a it's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, with that we went through all kind of different uh, presentation tips. There's, there's of course there's there's many many more things you can have think about. But I think if you follow these fourteen tips and and go through them, be clear on your goals, have a strong start. You know, have a powerful presentation that speaks to the emotional and to the logical part that you really make a connection with your audience by making eye contact, by smiling, by, you know, being present there in all the different parts with your face, with your body, with your voice, all these different things. And you really make an effort to connect with the audience, then you have a much better chance of achieving the goals that you have with your presentation. And you have a much bigger chance of being remembered as a good presenter, as someone that brought forward the scientific communities, that brought forward the study teams, that brought forward the business case, these kind of things. And good presenters really stand out from the crowd. So I think that is a, can be a really a career booster if you're a good presenter. So have an effort, practice it, invest into your presentation skills. Excellent. So looking forward to see you presenting next time. Yep. And if you found that useful, then please share this with your colleagues and, and tell others about the podcast. Excellent. So have a nice day. Up to next week. Bye. Bye. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. I hope you can improve your leadership skills, your presentation skills with this episode and you will apply these techniques for your next presentation. Head over to theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes with all these different tips and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. Also, please tell your colleagues about this podcast so that more people can benefit from this free content. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.